Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Remain standing. Wait, wait till you want to, you know, when the Lord's going to wreck your life in a good way, when that's more than just a song. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you want him more than you want money, land, success. Hmm. Man. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. For the next few moments, God, I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me. Would you lift your hands? Anoint me, God, to say what you would have me to say, God. I don't take it lightly when I stand up here. I don't want to get up here with just some a good idea. I want to get up here with a message that was first birthed out of heaven and then put in my spirit. And God, I pray tonight, Lord, that we'll be keepers of the flame, keepers of the fire, God. Lord, that we will allow the Spirit of God to burn inside of us, God. Tonight, God, I pray that you would help me, God, to teach and preach tonight on how to keep this fire burning in our lives, God. Hmm. Right now, lift your hands right now. Lift your hands toward God. Father, speak to us fresh and anew tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Give the Lord now, give the Lord, give the Lord, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yep. You may be seated tonight. I want to teach tonight on on this subject. Last, this past Sunday, uh, we pre- I preached on the baptism of the Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you missed it, you need to go listen. Get you some popcorn because it so- takes a long time. But uh, get comfortable. But listen, because it was a word that God has given, gave me to the church. Uh, not just this church, but to the church. Um, I'm not just a pastor of this church. God called me to this area, this region, this community. And um, it's a word for the church. Tonight, piggybacking on that message I want to talk about how you keep the fire in your life hmm. and I found there's Smokey the Bear by the way up there almost said Smokey the Bandit but that's a different character you know this guy says and they put a remnant hat on him by the way he looks sharp but uh, Smokey says only you can prevent Forest fires. Tonight, I'm not trying to prevent a fire. Tonight, I want to keep the fire. And I want the fire to spread tonight. I want it to spread from my life to my family's life, to the the life of my kids, to those in my community, to dry preachers preaching dry messages to dry churches and cold churches. Hey, we've been there. I know what it's like and I want them to experience the fire and if that has to rub off on them, if I, if, if I just have to get close to them, well, okay then. But not so that I can feel good. See, the power of God's Spirit The anointing, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is not to make us feel good. It's to make us go out to preach the gospel, which is not just for preachers. 
I commission you today. But before I do, Jesus already has. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, there's some kind of sick movement that says, uh, share the gospel, and if, and if you have to use words, then do it. That's stupid, y'all. That makes, that's not biblical. Spiritual, but not biblical. You have to share the gospel with words. That's what the Bible says. How can a preacher preach if he don't open his mouth? How can he go if you don't send them? We are sent by the Spirit of God to proclaim the gospel. In this church tonight, there are pe preachers sitting in these seats. Amen. If God has saved you and he's baptized you in the Spirit, then you've got a testimony to tell. You've got a story to tell. Quit putting all the pressure on me. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I'm not made for that. I'm not made to be the only one to carry the gospel. No, the Bible says, the Bible, if we want to talk about what the Bible says, the Bible says my job is to equip the saints for going out and proclaiming the gospel. That's what I'm supposed to do. Well, we want to keep the fire in our lives so that we can carry this glorious gospel so that when Jesus comes back, not if, but when he comes back, he will find me doing his will. He'll find the saints at Remnant Church not necessarily hanging out at the church, but hanging out in the streets, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what God has called us to do. And friend, that's what revival looks like. Revival doesn't look like having a good service. Are you kidding me? Good services? That's what revival is? No. I'm looking, and I don't even want to say revival. Let me, let me call it an awakening. Let me call it a move of the Spirit. A move of God. Don't tell me we've experienced revival if we've never got out of our comfort zones and told people about Jesus. If we've never got this sense of urgency to rescue people, even snatching them out of the fire, if we have to. When you feel that way, when you've got a burn inside of you, not, I'm not, hey, not just I'll do it when it's convenient, I'll do it if it's comfortable, but you have this sensation inside of you that says, I've got to share the gospel of Jesus with somebody and before it is too late. That's what I'm talking about. And this is what the Holy Spirit, this is what happened on the day of Pentecost. There was a message to be told. Jesus baptized the apostles with power, with boldness, There's about 70 people that came. I counted them. I looked. I went back. I gave the altar call Sunday. Both services. I said, do you want to be baptized in the Spirit of God? The Holy Spirit. Not, not looking for a tongue. Because if, you've got, if you say you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you've got a tongue but you don't have a testimony to tell, you ain't baptized in the Spirit. This ain't about some manifestation of tongues or cartwheels or shouting or crying. You don't put God in a box. When they were in the upper room, they weren't looking for a tongue to speak in. Were they? No. They were there because Jesus told them to be there. And they were worshiping and waiting for God to move. And you know what God done? He moved upon them. And he waited. You ever wonder why he waited? He waited. The Bible says they were why they were waiting in the upper room. He told them, carry. Why? Because when the day of Pentecost had fully come, Pentecost was the largest feast in all of Jerusalem. There were going to be people from the world as they knew it that were coming from all over to be there in Jerusalem. That's why the Spirit of God waited. And when they were there, then 
The Spirit of God fell upon those in that upper room. And he gave them gifts and tongues to speak in the languages of the people that were there. Why? He, <laughs> because he knew that they would be there and then they would be saved by hearing the gospel out of the apostles' mouth in a language that they could understand. And then they'd go back to their home and start sharing the gospel. And all around the world, in people started hearing the message of Jesus. And you are a result of the gospel, of the power of the Holy Spirit being poured out on those 120 poor people, but full of power. Have you ever thought of it? You're a product of the fire. You are. We would not be having church today the gospel would have never got this far if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit falling upon 120 people. All right. So I guess we're just supposed to have church then after that. No. My prayer is that the, first, the acts of the first century church would become the norm of the 21st century. Are y'all listening to me? That the Read it. That the acts of the first century church, Acts chapter 2, would become the acts of the 21st century church. In order for that to happen, we've got to keep this fire that fell upon us. Over 70 people responded to the altar call Sunday saying, I want to be baptized with boldness and power. Let me tell you something. That's interesting. I just thought about 70. 70 was the number of people that Jesus sent out. I just thought about that. He told them to go preach the gospel. If they like it, great. If they don't like it, if they don't listen to you, brush, your, brush the dust off your shoes, shake them off, and don't go to the next house. Go to the next town. And, and, and let me tell you, if that's the case, if 70 people, and I think there was more than that, but if 70 people were baptized with the spirit of power, with the Holy Spirit, with boldness, better watch out. Gamaliel said they brought Paul up to, 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 oh, for trial. They were ready to kill Paul because he was preaching in the name of Jesus. And you know what Gamaliel said? He, was, he wasn't a Christian. He, he, was the, he, was, he was the teacher of the law. He still didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah, but he had a little sense to him. And God can use anybody. See, if you don't think God can use you, listen, he used a donkey in the Old Testament. He used a sinner in the New Testament. Someone lost. He can use you. You hear me? He can use me. And Gamaliel spoke up and said, wait just a minute. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. Don't, don't harm me. Hey, y'all step out. Step out. I need to talk to them. Paul, just get out of here. Listen, guys. I've done met people like him. I've, Judas, the Galilean, he had, he started preaching, and he had a following that followed him, but he died. And when he died, they scattered. And there was another name, a guy named Theod something, Theodos, Theodos, whatever. He wasn't a nobody, he was a nobody. Anyway, so it don't matter. Claiming to be somebody. And a group of about 400 rallied to him. But he was killed, and his followers were dispersed and came to nothing. Go to the... So in this present case, I tell you, stay away from these men. Leave them alone. Listen now. For if this plan or if this work is of human origin, it will... Are y'all listening to me? It will fail. But if it is God, but if it is God, Christian... 
But if, if I'm right, if, if we're right, if we're keeping the faith in the one we're supposed to be keeping the faith in, if we're baptized in power, if we've got the spirit of boldness on our lives, and we've got the message that should be taught, I'm telling you, if God is for them, you will not be able to overthrow them. You'll be fighting against God. You hear what he said? If God's behind this, then you can't stop it. Right. I'm, I'm honestly, honestly tired of hearing about revivals and moves of the past. And I'm honestly tired of hearing about revivals other places. I don't live in other places. I live right here. God planted me right here. I said God planted me right here. He, gave, he sent me a wife. He sent me a wife from a foreign country called Dalton, Georgia. All the way here. I didn't go to Dalton. She came to me. Why? Because God wanted me right here. I could have went other places, but God called me right here. Called me to a church I never had on my radar. Right here is where God planted me. And if God planted me right here, then I don't understand why we can't touch weight with the world from Waycross, Georgia, and we can't see a move of God sweep across this community, this region. Do you believe? Am I just... Talking. Am I off my rocker? I don't know. So we got to keep the fire. Won't you, you want to see it? Me, Mama, don't you want to see it? I want to see it. I want to walk in it. I want to experience it. I want my life to mean something. I want to make an impact for the kingdom of God. I won't have nothing to leave my kids as it is right now, but if I leave them the legacy of Jesus, if, I, if they say, my daddy loved Jesus, and my daddy gave up everything to love God and to build his kingdom, that'll be enough for me. Hallelujah. I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather walk in this way. I'd rather walk in this anointing. I'd rather give it up than give the things of this world than hold on to the things of this world. You understand what I'm saying? We were made for more than just to have church. We got to keep the fire in our lives if we're going to do the will of God. And I looked up. Three key elements to fire. Now, a natural thing. If you're going to have fire, there's three key elements you got to have. And I looked this up on Smokey the Bear's website. <laughs> you ready? Smokey says the first element you got to have is heat. You got to have heat. This is what it says. A heat source is responsible for the initial ignition of the fire. I like this. It's also, are y'all listening? Smokey said it's also needed to maintain the fire and for it to spread. You've got, see when you are baptized with the Spirit, and the fire of God falls on your life. In order to maintain and keep the fire in your life, you've got to keep your life hot. You've got to keep, you've got to keep spiritually hot. Point number one, you got to write it down. I'd write it down. I'd put it in my phone because we're fixing to battle the devil. We're fixing to fight forces of hell that we ain't never had to fight before. We're fixing to see more people come to Jesus than we've ever seen before and if you don't think you got to stay hot you don't think you got to stay, you think you can grow lukewarm. Lukewarm won't get you nowhere in the kingdom of God. Lukewarm won't help you win anybody to Jesus. Lukewarm won't help you lead your family to Jesus. You got to stay hot. If you're going to keep the fire in your life, if you're going to keep the power of God in your life, you've got somebody say I got to stay hot. You got to stay hot. How do I do this? How do I stay hot? Listen to me. You stay hot through prayer. You stay hot through devotion. You stay hot through praise. You stay hot through worship. Acts chapter 1 verse 12. Look what it says. Acts chapter 1 verse 12. They returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. Next verse. When they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. 
And it lists all of them that were staying there. Verse 14. They all were continually. This is right before the fire fell, y'all. They were continually united in prayer. They were praying. See, they understood we've got to create a climate in our lives so that the fire can burn. Do you understand what I'm saying? It don't, it don't burn in moist, wet areas. Some of y'all so wet with sin, there ain't no fire gonna burn in your heart and burn in your life until you get the sin out of your life, until you get the compromise out of your life. Listen, if we're gonna, have the, if we're gonna make an impact for the kingdom of God, we got to stay hot. Acts chapter four, Acts chapter four. Peter and John, they are locked up for preaching the gospel with power and boldness. The Lord let them get locked up, y'all. He sure did. He never said it'd be easy. He never said sharing this gospel and living for Jesus would be easy. Nah, they were locked up. But you know what? They were locked up, but they didn't shut up. I'm gonna find somebody that's gonna help me in this holy church. They were locked up, Christian, but they did not shut up. You could hurt them, you could, you could put stripes on their back, but you could not zip their lips. Jeremiah said, it's like a boldness, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. And they said, when they had prayed, you see? When they had prayed, you couldn't get the prayer out of their life. When they prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and look what they done, look what they done. And they began to speak the word of God boldly. Acts chapter 16 verse 25. Here's another group of people. Holy Ghost filled people. Paul and Silas preaching the gospel. I, I told y'all that Sunday. They delivered a, a woman who, who was demon possessed and it made everybody mad because she was telling the future. And then she went to tell the future and she didn't have any power to do it. And they got mad. Took their source of income away. Locked them up in a cold, wet, dingy, nasty, germ-infested. This ain't where state prison, y'all. This was Rome. A Roman jail is what this was. They were the experts of torture. They are the ones, by the way, who came up with the crucifixion. They, know, they knew how to put people through torture and pain. They were not staying at the Holiday Inn. They were at the jail. They were in the prison, in a dark, cold, wet prison, but they knew they had to stay hot. And they had shops on their, they had scarred, they, they, their back was all tore up. They were bleeding, they were busted up. They had been abused, beaten, flogged in a cold, wet, dark place. But they knew they had to stay hot. I'm telling you, you got to stay hotter than the hell that you're going through. Do you hear what I'm saying? I said, you, I'm preaching now. You got to stay hotter than the hell that you're going through. In that cold, wet, dark, dingy place, they begin to praise God. They begin to worship God. I'm preaching now. They begin to pray. The Bible says and sing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening, listening. And you know what happened? You know what happened? The jail cell busted wide open and they walked out. But they didn't just walk out. They brought out the captives with them. They saved the guard. Help me somebody. They preached the gospel. You got to keep the fire in your life. You got to stay hot. I don't want to ask you, are you going to stay hot? Amen. You, we've, I've stayed lukewarm before. I know what it's like. And Jesus said, I'd rather you be cold or hot than to be lukewarm. You can't do anything for the kingdom of God lukewarm. I'm asking you, are you going to stay hot? See, staying hot ain't based on what I do or what I say. If you're waiting on the preacher to keep you hot, that won't work. Anybody can stay hot in the sanctuary. But what about Monday? 
when a cold chills in the air? Are you going to be able to stay hot? At work, when there's a, a, a cool breeze blows in, are you going to be able to spiritually stay hot? Do you hear what I'm saying? If you're going to have fire, you've got to have heat. Number two, number two, Smokey said, you've got to have fuel. You've got to have fuel. If you're going to have fire, you've got to have heat, but then you've got to have fuel. He said, fuel is any combustible material. But then he said something about moisture. Going back to staying hot, he said, the moisture content determines how easily it will burn. Check your moisture content. Smokey said you got to have heat, but you've got to also have fuel. You know what the fuel is? We are the fuel. We are wood on the fire. And you better keep the wood hot because God wants to use you and he can use them. He'll use you. He'll dry you out. But you don't want to go through the drying out process. It'd be better for you to lay it down for him to snatch it than for him to snatch it away. Do you hear what I'm saying? He said, you got to have, Smokey said, you got to have heat, but you got to have fuel. You've got to be willing to burn for Jesus. You've got to be willing to get in the presence of Jesus. Romans chapter 12, verse one, he said, therefore, brothers and sisters, Paul said, you got to, in view of the mercy of God, I urge you to present your body as a living sacrifice. And say, you know what God done to the sacrifices in the Old Testament? Burn them up. His acceptance of the sacrifice was always fire coming down from heaven. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you're going to keep the fire burning in your life, you're going to have to stay at the altar of God. You've got to present your body as a sacrifice, saying, Lord, I want what you want more than, this is what it sounds like. I want you more than what I want. I'm more hungry for you than I am the things of, can I get somebody to under, than the things of this world. That is presenting your body as a, see, here's the problem with a living sacrifice. It don't stay on the altar. So you got to drag yourself and throw yourself back down because flesh wants what it wants. It's hungry for the things of this world. And before you know it, you'll be sneaking off the altar. But you got the power of the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. Snatch your own self by the nap of the neck and say, get your sorry, no good, fleshy self back down to this altar. And not this altar, not this altar, not this altar. I'm talking about a life that says I'm keeping myself before you. I'm every morning, every night, every afternoon. God, it's not my life. It does not belong to me. My life belongs to you. And I'm just another piece of wood that needs to burn for you so that the world can see that you are a God that answers by fire, that fills people with the Holy Spirit, gives boldness and power. Not just some dry, dead, cold religion. Oh my God. Oh, by the way, by the way, see, we're so far from persecution. We don't understand persecution. But I'm not going to, but I'm, I, I, that's why my thinking, but I'm changing my mind. We are going through some persecution. Very minor compared to my brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, by the way. But 
you know what our persecution is? This is how sick we are. Anything that's inconvenient. I'm going to preach. I'm looking for somebody who's zoned in with me right now. Any little inconvenience. Hmm. I don't know, Lord. I don't know if I can. And right now, we're experiencing a little bit of persecution. Just a little bit. But see, it's big for a lot of us. It's just the level we're on. Because we're, we're trying to do the work of God without the fire of God. So that makes inconvenience a pure out crisis in your life. Did you hear what I just said? A little bit of inconvenience for a lukewarm Christian becomes a major crisis. What's the answer? We got to stay. We got to keep the fire in our lives. We've got to stay hot. And we've got to present ourselves, provide the fuel for the fire. So here, are three elements. You've got to have heat. You've got to have fuel. And the last one is this. You've got to have air. You've got to have air. Actually, you've got to have oxygen. The, 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 the air that we're breathing today is made up of 21% oxygen most of the time, unless you got smog or something like that. Fire only needs 16% to thrive. It's got to have air. You can have fuel, you can have uh, heat, but if you don't have air, the fire won't burn. In fact, one of the best ways, most effective ways to put out a fire is to smother it. Hey, look, I got an illustration. By the way, this will smell good because it's the only one I can find in here. It's a calm California citron sand plus fog natural home candle. Aren't you ready for that? God, I don't know what it's going to do. Might be a firework or something. Let's see. Oh, wait. You can tell I never smoked anything. I'm used to those long sticks. A little light, a little pink lighter at that. A little Centron candle. Now, the fire's got to have heat. There's heat. I feel it. I feel it. It's got to have fuel, Will. There's three wicks in this calming candle. Oh, by the way, you smell it, don't you? See, when you're burning for the Lord, people... You have a sweet smelling savor. See, that wasn't even part of my illustration. It's nice, ain't it? You want it? It's not mine. Now, it's got fuel, it's got heat. But watch what happens when I eliminate the air. It's going. Out. And then the only thing you see is just smoke. Some of us are settling for just the smoke because we've done been suffering. We've done, we have allowed our fire to be suffocated, put out. We've allowed things to be number one. That shouldn't be number one. And a little bit at a time. And before
before we know it, we've cut it out the air. See? The word spirit in the New Testament is a Greek word. We, we, we translate it spirit from the Greek word pneuma. You know what that means? Air. Actually, it means movement of air. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I have had a fire. I have, I have watched it go down. And it's nothing but some innocent-looking coals. I go inside. I take a shower. While I'm taking the shower, you know what happened? A wind started blowing. And you know what? What I thought was dead. Because a wind came and blew through it. You see what I'm saying? The wind came and blew. See, I need over the coals of my soul for a Holy Ghost wind to blow across me. What churches need, what this church needs is a Holy Ghost wind. Like in Acts chapter 2, it was like a rushing mighty wind. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus said, John chapter 20, 21. Jesus said to them again, Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And then after saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. To do what? He sent them. See, in order for you to go, you need the power of the Spirit of God. If you're going to burn for God, you can pray all you want to pray. You can sing all you want to sing. You can go to church all you want to go to church. You can give in the offering. You can pay. You can give tithe. But friend, you can have. You can be hot. You can have. You can have the heat. You can have the fuel. But if you don't have the breath of God blowing on you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit of God working inside of you, you are nothing but a noise. That's all you're making. You're going through the motions. That's all you're doing. You're never going to make an impact for the kingdom of God. What we, if we want to keep the fire in our lives we've got to have the wind of the fire of God blowing across our fuel blowing across our hot prayers our hot worship this is how we keep the fire of God Power is needed, but it's never been popular. When the disciples, the apostles, before Jesus died, they were disciples. When Jesus died and he rose again, they became apostles. They had a message. But the Bible says that there were sick people all over this certain area that Peter was in. And they were, the apostles were laying hands on people and they were being healed. And it said that they were even, they would line up sick people so that maybe the shadow of Peter would graze across them. Now, that's amazing. Is it amazing? Catch this. This is what it said. That's amazing. That's power. But the Bible said there were many that liked what they were doing but would not dare join them. 
See, now I think I would be joining them. I can't fathom any reason why I wouldn't be like, hey, Peter, can I, can I job shadow you today? Touch me with your shadow. <laughs> I mean, I'd be up and all that. You don't think I would? I would. I can't understand why they would. But then I started thinking about it. The power has always been light, but it's never been. It's never been. Everybody likes power, but they're not willing to do what it takes to walk in power. See, for the longest, I wanted to lose weight, but I didn't want to do what you had to do to lose weight. Mm -mm. I tried praying out my calories. I tried, pr 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 I don't, still don't know what gluten is, y'all, and I'm still binding it and rebuking it. I don't know. Whatever it is, it tastes good. But you know what? That don't work. You know what I had to do? I had to push it. You know, I had somebody tell me today, pray, pray, pray the Lord, pray the Lord will get us back to church. I said, Y'all, I'm telling you, I got this boldness now. A refired boldness in me. Three weeks ago, y'all, I'd have just said, yeah, I'm praying for you. And I'd have still been bum-fuddled. I'd have been like, what does he mean? What do they mean pray for me that I can come back, that I can get back to church? Before I knew it, y'all, I started texting. And I said, I said, I don't even know how to pray about that. You got a car, you got two feet. God's given you everything you need to get to church. You know what the problem is? You just don't want to get up and go. Before you get all ugly and think I'm mean, these people don't have COVID, they ain't never had COVID, they ain't old, they ain't none of those things, y'all. They ain't disabled, they don't even have, they don't even have allergies, okay? They have nothing wrong with them. Except they won't get up and go. And we've got the power. We've got the fire. It's time for us to get up and go. I don't care how old you are. This is not a this 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 message I preach has nothing to do with age. In fact, it said, upon the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your old people will do what? What will they do? Do you remember? Dream. Dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. Handmaidens. All of them. All. doesn't matter what your job is, what your capacity in, 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 in this community is uh, in the last days. Uh, friend, we are in the last days. The last days started the moment Jesus ascended into heaven. We then entered into the last days. And now I believe, I don't know, don't tell me how I can prove it because I can't, but I just feel like we are in the last of the last days. I don't mean that. I don't mean that God's coming back in five months or five years or 50 years. I don't know, but I do know this. If God doesn't come back in the rapture, I'm still going to have to stand before God. I know that one thing. If the rapture don't come before I, before I die, I am still going to stand before God. And you know what? I want to tell him, Jesus, I poured it all. I gave it all I had. I gave it, I, I, I didn't care what they said. I didn't care what they, I, I do not, I do not, I do not want to get up there and stand before God and say, well, I didn't say this because I didn't know how the church would take it. And we had some new people come to church today and they came from a church that was different than we were. And I don't know if they was gonna really like what I had to say or I, they had a big family, Lord, and, or Lord, they were the, they, they had in 
influence in this community and I just didn't want to say it because God I just didn't know how they'd take it you know what they say about us anyway they say we hang from the chandeliers and roll on the floor and Lord I don't know I just didn't I didn't want to rub them the wrong way no I don't care if it rubs you the wrong way baby rub 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 a dub dub whatever I'm telling you right now I'd rather make you mad and you go to heaven than make you happy and you go to hell Stand with me all across the building. <laughs> I was going to say rub a dub a dub, three men in a tub, but I'd, uh, that don't, that's already a problem we got going on. Now, the facts are this. If we don't go, who's going to go? For six years, I have labored to lay a foundation of Jesus. I've preached through Galatians, the book of Galatians, which talks about identity. Y'all, no joke. I've probably preached through it. If you include new believers, I've probably preached through it 50 times. Probably more than that. I have laid the foundation of Jesus. This is all about Jesus, by the way. Amen. See, when I start talking about a baptism in a fire, I'm talking about Jesus. You don't believe me? Let me tell you how John spoke about Jesus. He didn't say meek and lowly. A little, he didn't describe him as a little, a little baby boy wrapped in swaddling clothes. No, some of them did, but John didn't. You know what he said? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was the God in the beginning, and all things were created through Him, and apart from Him, nothing was created. And He, that was created. And he, in Him was life. Now watch this. And the life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. What? It, it, what? The light. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. Now, John was not the light, but he came to testify about the light, the true light that gives light to everyone that's coming into the world. Now, when you think about a light, you think about a switch on a flashlight or on that wall, don't you? Guess what? They didn't. You know what light was to them? Fire. Are y'all listening to me? Now, I got that revelation today. Y'all act like it's a big deal. Because a lot of people separate and say, no, that's different now. That baptism of fire and stuff, that baptism of the Holy Ghost and stuff, whew, that's for them. Churches over there along the railroad track. Uneducated. No. Jesus was fire. He said, see, we, we think switch. Georgia power. They didn't have no Georgia power. They didn't have no Jerusalem power. No, they had fire power. And they said this power that's behind this fire is Jesus. Jesus is fire. You don't believe me? He, they just mentioned John. Well, what did John say about Jesus in another gospel? He said, hey, I baptize you in water, but there is another who's coming. His name's Jesus, and he's going to baptize you in what? Fire. You understand what I'm saying? For what? For boldness. All right. Musicians, singers, you can come. Or just musicians. I pray that we get a hold of this. That we get a hold of this and we let the fire of God burn in our lives. Hmm. 
Some of you, some of you that's been baptized in fire already, but you ain't doing nothing for God. You better get along with Jesus tonight. And you don't get up from there until Jesus gets a go in your feet and you start doing something for the Lord. If you stay in the closet as long as you need to until a wind from heaven blows across the coals of your soul again and stirs up a fire in you. I don't care how old you are. If you're on this earth, there's a reason you're on this earth. And it ain't to quilt, or to, not quilt, knit, to sew, or to be a good grandmama, or a granddaddy. It's to be an ambassador for the kingdom of God. You need to get a Caleb spirit. Was it Caleb? Joshua. That said, I am well stricken in years. I'm old. But there is still much land to possess. If you're young, this is the best time. Get in it now. Get in it now and burn and burn and burn and burn for the Lord. You, you're hanging out. You ain't quite sure. You're doing this church thing. You got people at home that think you're crazy. So you don't want to jump all the way in. The God of fire says, how long will you waver between two opinions? If Baal be God, you worship him. But if God is God, the God of Jehovah is God, then you worship him. It is time, y'all, to get all the way in. Who said, I'm going to keep the fire burning in my life faster? I want to keep the fire burning in my life faster. Lift both hands to the Lord right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we need the fire to burn in our hearts. Oh, no, not to have church. No, God. But to go out and preach the gospel of Jesus. To see lost. The greatest miracle of all, God, is the lost coming to here. Let us be a light. Let us be fire burning on a hill. Let us be fire burning in a city, I pray. God, I thank you. Now, we're going to keep ourselves hot. We're going to keep our, the fuel. And we're going to allow ourselves to be open to your spirit so that you can blow in our lives. Breathe on us, O breath of God. We ask this in Jesus' name. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.